Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Everything set up for the morning. Hey. Terrific Tuesday. Morning, Megan. Morning, Kevin. Andrew. Rob. Chris. Aaron. Good vibes indeed. Good to see you guys jumping on this morning. Hope you got a hot coffee or a, a green tea or a cup of tea or whatever you're into. The morning, the morning brew. Bahan. <coughs> Julie, good morning to you. Hey, um, welcome along. Quick intros while we're waiting for a few to jump online. Jason Witten's my name. It says it right there on the screen. Most of you guys know that. And if you don't, welcome. Fantastic to have you here. If you're a newbie, let us know in the chat. We're already getting... We're always getting a bunch of new members in our programs, so which is always awesome. Luke, how are you? Good to see you, mate. Uh, Wealth Coffee Chats, I've been uh, doing this for a number of years now, sharing some uh, lessons and learnings from being a property investor over 20 years myself, coaching, well, 20, it's close to 25 years. I'll add it up properly one day, find out what happens. Uh, coaching property investors uh, across Australia and New Zealand over 20 years, Learned a couple of things along the way, and uh, uh, I try and share them with you guys so we can all stay on top of what we're up to, where we're going, uh, with this crazy weird thing we call property investing. So welcome along, great to have you here, and um, hopefully uh, hopefully you'll learn a thing or two. If you're new, let us know. Like I said, give us a shout out in the chat for all of the, uh, for all of the returning Members, great to have you as well. I mean, most of you guys know this, but this is a daily show, 8.10 in the morning to uh, around about 8.30, usually 20 minutes, quick, fast and furious chat, uh, usually talking about what is going on, um, you know, topically, and then some ideas that spring up and strategies and ideas, whatever it is. Uh, each week, just so you guys know, if you don't already know, Sam Saggers, my business partner uh, and uh, investing guru, does a weekly podcast. He dives deeper, takes about an hour, hour and 20 when it comes to pulling apart the strategies and the concepts that we've learned when it comes to the property purchase, deep into the property choosing, all sorts of good stuff. So get hold of that. And then once every two weeks, our mentoring clients, our clients who join our program, get coaching to create the wealth that they desire through real estate. We dive deep for two hours every fortnight. So plenty of education and support uh, going on around here. So take advantage of it, ladies and gents. Hey, listen, today I thought I'd talk about a strange one, a bit of a weird one. Um, And uh, again, this is kind of a bit of a theme. Maybe for this week I'm going to sort of dine down a bit of business owner themes. Um, We've got about 25% of our our listeners, our investors as business owners and, uh, you know, some of those who entertain the idea of owning or buying commercial property. Now, commercial lending is a very different beast, extremely different beast to uh, to borrowing for regular residential real estate, ladies and gents. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about that um, and... Um, you know, for those who might be interested in thinking or uh, interested in, uh, you know, going down that road, then I want to make sure that you understand what you might be getting yourself into. I've got a few things to show you today. But hey, let's have a little conversation about the world of commercial 
commercial lending. That's how you spell it. I don't know. Anyway, let's have a look. Couple of differences. Couple of differences that are that are are very important to understand when it comes to commercial lending. Maybe in the chat, play along at home if you guys know the differences here. But uh, tell me right now, from a commercial lending point of view, lending point of view, uh, tell me what the differences are, what you guys know about the differences when it comes to commercial loans or buying commercial property and residential loans and buying residential property, okay? So tell me what you know in the chat. If you know there's three, there's probably three or four, but we're going to talk about the three main ones and I'm going to show you a few things that might curl your toes, to be honest, um, when it comes to lending as a commercial borrower. Yep, Luke's on it. First one, lower loan-to-value ratios. What does that mean? Well, you know, in the world of, let's call it resi over here and let's call it commercial here, you know, actually I'll move that over, Um in the world of residential lending and commercial lending, if you go commercial and then resi, you know, residential lending, very easily you can borrow up to 90% as an investor. Most of us, yep, bigger deposit, same sort of thing. Uh, Chris, you've got to put more cash in the deal. Folks, more cash in the deal. Um, you know, in commercial, often 70% is probably about right. Um, some... Some owner-occupiers are at 80%, but, um, you know, let's just call it 70%, folks, all right? So there's a big difference, right? If you're borrowing, uh, if you want to buy a million-dollar, a million-dollar piece of real estate, right? You know, the deposit in there just lets without stamp duty and stuff because it makes life easy. Over here, you'd have to put in 100K. Over here, you've got to put in 300K. So 300%. More or 200% more. I don't know. Maybe one of your math geniuses can work it out. Is it 200% more or 300% more? 300% higher deposit. I'll just take that away because then uh, I won't won't have to worry about it. But 200K more, that's a lot of dough where you could end up buying, you know, technically if you could qualify for the loan, folks, you could end up buying, you know, maybe three residential pieces of real estate for one piece of commercial real estate. Okay, so for me, that is you you get a lower loan-to-value ratio, which equals com, equals consuming more cash, more dollars, more equity, okay? Technically, the cash-on-cash cash return would be lower, okay, as we go in. And again, another one, um, higher interest rates, okay? Higher interest rates. They are higher, usually two to three percent higher than residential real estate um uh, residential real estate lending hey good morning allison good to see you uh higher interest rates now another one that many of you guys don't know or don't understand um and it's a technical one these are not um these are not protected under they're not. They're not under commercial loans. Do not come under the uh, consumer, the CCCP, consumer code, something or other protection. Right. So they're not under the legislation. Not under the legislation. So the rules are completely, completely different. 
Okay, rules are completely different. Okay, and that is the big issue for many unsuspecting borrowers. This becomes an absolute nightmare. Okay, because what's the most common business loan out there, folks? Does anyone know? Um, so, a commercial loan by commercial property. Again, the gloves are off. You're not protected um, by the um, the borrowing code that mums and dads are protected by. You're now a commercial business. Um, but what is the most common business loan out there? Does anyone know what it's called? What people have for their businesses? Um, the most common one, by and large, that most people would know is an overdraft, all right? Um, and, um, yeah, it's a different beast. It's a totally different beast um, uh, for sure, Luke. That is for sure. So, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about, you know, if you are a business owner and you are borrowing, let's say, to buy commercial property, what are we getting ourselves into and how, do we, how can we manage this stuff, all right? Because let's have a look at uh, a few things here. What often happens is let's say your business is over here, your PTY Limited Company, and you've got your home often here. Uh, If you do have your own home, that's great. Um, Some business owners don't. Now, what happens often if if people want some money for their business or they want some trading cash or account for their business, they set up what's called an overdraft, all right? Anyone heard of an overdraft? All right, an overdraft, which means um, very simply that the bank will allow this business to borrow, get a loan, a commercial loan, using your property, your own home as the security, okay? Security. Now, that is if any of you are sitting there right now, if any of you are sitting there right now with this uh, situation where your business has borrowed money using your home, your principal place of residence as security. This is the number one disaster, number one disaster I see with business owners or commercial borrowers, even if you're a commercial, you're into commercial lending or you're going to buy a commercial property for some reason, let's say as part of your investment portfolio and you're using security across different places, the lenders will um, the lenders will do this to you. All right. So this is what's called cross securitization, cross collateralization. It happens uh, often with residential lending as well. But why is it so dangerous? Tell me, folks. Why is this so dangerous when it comes to business owners? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. It's crazy. So, and the banks love this. The banks won't tell you anything different, right? And the banks, the moment that they can use your home as security for lending you money, margin calls, Chris, I saw that there. I missed it before. Absolutely. Now, what's a margin call, folks? Now, the rules are different. Let's just go back here just quickly because um, this is a good one. You lose your bloody house, right? Um, there you go. You, and, and that's what happens, uh, Luke, folks. Under under these different rules for borrowing, the term is different. Now, the term might be two years or five years or 10 years. Borrowing um, under, the, uh, under commercial loans is different. Now, what happens, Chris talked about a margin call before. 
what happens if your rent goes down in your regular residential piece of real estate? Well, that's just the way life is. What happens if your payments go down? What happens if uh, for the moment, you know, your investment property you purchased, you know, a couple of years ago went from 600 to 800, you know, you're happy. And now it's worth 750 uh, because that's what the market's saying, you know, and, you know, in 10 years time, it'll be worth a million. Don't worry about that rubbish. But the banks in commercial terms worry about it. The moment your properties go down in value, they do what's called a margin call. They make you put in more money. So they keep your loan to value ratio um, at a certain amount and they make you put in more cash. All right. And they can do that at any time. I'll show you an agreement in a minute, which will curl your toes. So if you're sitting there right now, when your business goes down, if your business has a problem, your home is gone, folks. It's a disaster, all right? Do not ever do this. And it is simple as this, and I'll show you in a minute. It's actually often, um, yeah, often done in a number of ways. A few things here. You guys need to know this, right? Never, ever have your principal place of residence with your lender over here. So this is how it should be. I'm just going to you know, pluck some numbers out of here. So lender number one should be over there. Your um, your uh, your business should be with uh, lender number two, if you can do it that way. Uh, you should have your trading account. Your trading account, the money, what you trade in and out of with a different bank. And then you have your personal money that you trade in and out with a bank account in a different bank. So you'd add four different lenders in this situation. Diversify and keep it safe. Anyway. Never, ever, ever do the overdraft because they'll come and, um, you know, mow you down, basically, if you get yourself in trouble or challenges. If you're sitting there, you've got an overdraft secured in this way, well, you've got to get along to our our Friday deep dive on the exit plan. We're going to dive deep into understanding how to borrow correctly for, uh, for you as a business owner as well, okay? So... Uh, any business owners sitting there, make sure you come along to our, uh, myself and Andy are doing uh, this, but this is the number one disaster I see business owners get themselves into. Now, let's have a look at this. This is a client of mine that uh, I helped, um, I just reviewed um, something that he was offered the other day, a business client of mine. So he goes, oh, I'm going I'm to borrow 20 grand um, because I want to set up my business, all right? And the term of the facility, folks, is five years. See that? All right? So check this out. All right? Here we go. Yeah, that's all right. You got a business loan, no problems. Okay. What I would do is I'd just get a credit card if you had to be desperate about this. But anyway, check this out. To give them $20,000, they registered, and, and I'm, I blanked it out, obviously, they registered a mortgage over their property. So, boom, straight off the bat, they register a commercial mortgage over their property, okay, commercial mortgage. So, tell me, what, what's going on right now? Now the lenders have got their, their cheeky hands into this. There's a couple of ways that I would do it, folks. I would do it differently. Like, if you're challenged or, or troubled, maybe a credit card would work, right? I'm not a big fan of credit cards because the interest rates are too high, but for business owners... That might work. But what you could do is you could set up a small um, loan against your own home. You take the money out. You have a loan agreement, 
and then you lend it to yourself, your PTY Limited. All right, okay, that's the best way to do it. Okay, we're going to show you. We're going to show you what that looks like on Friday. Okay, Friday nine thirty to twelve thirty, folks, come along. Um, Brendan, if you're in one of our programs, if you're in a mentoring program, or you're with uh, Andy in his program, it will be recorded to our members. Uh, if you're not a member, folks, sorry, you need to get off your butt and get there. All right, that's what this is about, mate. Um, you know, do the do. All right, so listen. Anyway, let's dive into this because I've only got a few minutes, all right? Blah, 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 application fees, whatever. Okay, here's all the default terms and all these bits and pieces they're talking about, you know. So, you know, the the purpose of, you know, the the loan, et cetera. And uh, let's have a look at this, you know. I, li- I like this one, Danny. I'm going to go down to uh, – Prepayment, uh, redrawing a mouse. Check this out. Right, check this out. You think a redraw facility is safe, folks? I've talked about this before, right? I've talked about this before. Now, stick with me on on this because it's maybe um, maybe uh, showing your um, um, getting your eyes a bit weird. But um, look at this. Uh, if we allow you to redraw, check it out. Look at this. If we it's not your money. The moment you've put money in a redraw, if we allow you to redraw, we may require you to redraw a minimum amount. Check that out, right? And place other conditions on the redraw. When you request a redraw, you promise that, you know, nothing's happened. It's your money, folks, right? This is, anyway, this is, this is interesting. And anyway, there's truckloads of little things in here. I'm going to go down to some terms and conditions down the bottom here. So check out this, cross default. Early repayment is required if you're a guarantee um, on a separate finance arrangement. And you've got to, you've got to look at, if you have something else going on, um, then we can make you pay um, depending on a different action or something else that's going on in another spot, right? Uh, where's the other one here? There we go. Look at this. Here it is. Read this out. We may at any time, folks, combine, amalgamate any two or more accounts held by you, held by you, or an account conducted by us in your name, right? So have a look at that. If you had, if you were with the NAB and you had your home loan with them, you had your personal account with them, you had your car loan with them, let's say you had a credit card with them, you had your business account with them, because that's what most people do. That's what most businesses do. They bundle it all together and you think, oh, I've paid some of my home off. Oh, I've got 50 grand in my personal account. It's safe from my business, right? And you know what? You get into trouble. You have challenges with your business. We may at any time, right, at any time, Combine and amalgamate any two or more accounts held by you. Set off or transfer any credit balance on such towards satisfaction of any amounts due and owing by you to us, whether alone or with any other person or with any other person. Right. So what does that mean? Tell me what that means in the chat, team, with any other person. You're in business with someone and this is it's terrifying, this stuff, I tell you. I've only learned it because of bloody mistakes. You're in business with someone else. And this happened to me. 
and a number of people I know, you're in business with someone else, they go through a nasty divorce and they decide that they're not going to pay the mortgages of their houses because they want to get back at their partner. Who ends up on the hook for that? You, me, because we're in business with them and we have a dual account, a dual commercial loan, including them, so it flows out from their their personal world into your personal world. <laughs> I'm laughing weirdly because it's just insane, folks. This is crazy, all right? So this is the number one disaster I see when coaching business owners and borrowing and lending, okay? It can get complicated. That's why myself and Andy are diving into this on Friday, uh, 9.30 to 12.30, folks. Um, Heidi, um, yeah, it is complete madness, Alison. It's just commercial is the gloves are off, folks. When you get over to business borrowing and commercial, you are in the meat grinder with the big Big, uh, the big leagues, and it is terrifying over there. So, you know, you've got to do it right. You can do it right. Uh, the banks don't tell you. The accountants don't know anything about that stuff. Like, they 99.9% of them wouldn't have a bloody clue, nor would financial planners. Only people who've been through the ringer, like me and Andy, um, and then we had to work it out ourselves, uh, know how to structure this stuff properly. Heidi, um, Heidi, what happens... And, and it's, a layered, it's a layered risk, Heidi. It's a layered risk, right? Ultimately, if you, it can be under you know, all sorts of weirdo structures, like structures to the, to the cows come home. But if you, if you personally, because most lenders will seek personal guarantees from directors, shareholders, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, and, um, yeah, all the... All the structures in the world. Once you sign a personal guarantee, Heidi, mate, it's over. You know, and I talked about that yesterday, actually. And that's what we're actually going to go through that. Um, myself and Andy talking about personal guarantees, how they can flow into your your personal world terribly, um, and commercial lending. So, ah, um, oh, thanks, Laura. Um, yeah. So, listen, guys and girls, ladies and gents, investors, business owners. Uh, this it, it is a bit of a minefield out there if you don't know what you're doing. Please don't do it without getting some help. Anyway, I've always said, you know, investing and coaching and mentoring is the best investment you will ever make after investing in yourself and some knowledge. Getting some support from people who know what they're doing, being there, done that, um, is super important as well. Anyway, there you go, folks. Uh, thought I would touch base on that one today. You know, there's lots of little nuances um, in this game that we're playing called Property Investing. All right, folks, that's it. Done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out today. Join me tomorrow, Wednesday, for another one. On Friday, I won't be doing a Wealth Coffee Chat, just so you guys know. So, uh, you know, tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, two more Wealth Coffee Chats for the week. Join me tomorrow. All right, folks, that's it. I'm just rabbiting on now. I'm done. (laughs) See ya. See you tomorrow. All right, take care. Bye for now.